0: If I was going to procreate, I would definitely do it in a different country because, wow, you guys, gun violence has surpassed uh, drugs, car accidents, suicide as the leading cause of death in young people in America. Horrifying, horrifying, horrifying. Hello, this is Haley Crusher-Kane, and welcome to another edition of Crusher Talk. Horrifying. At least Trump is indicted and is probably going to jail. That's really cool. It's been fun to watch that. Dr. King and I have been watching that. I'm very excited. But yeah, hello. Children should not be dying in their classrooms. I do remember I grew up in the era of Columbine. So I completely understand the fear, the terror of those drills. I mean, I had active shooter drills as a young person. It's horrifying. It is Horrifying. The fact that it's needed—I mean, I just saw that the other day. They were making bulletproof whiteboards for teachers, and then I had like an old friend of mine from back in the day on social media talking about how—and he's a very liberal guy—about how we all need to have more armed guards in our schools. It's like I, at this point, kids are better off just not learning at all. Just, just they can just stick their hands (laughs) and their heads in the sand and like do whatever they want. I mean. It's so traumatizing for kids that they have to think about this stuff and and, and more often than not go through it. I mean, it's horrifying. The the numbers of kids that are being killed by guns is really gross. And I know this is not a political podcast, but, man, it it really bums me out. I don't know how to really articulate it better than that, but it feels every time this happens, every time there's a mass shooting – it, I mean, you guys know, you guys go through it the same. If you're from America, you understand. There's this sense of like, well, it's going to happen again. Like, it's not really healthy to know that something terrible is going to happen again and just be like, well, okie dokie. Like, that's just not – it's it's such uh, cognitive dissonance to be like, we know this is wrong and terrible and tragic, and yet it's just going to happen again. Moving on, because we have to, don't we? We have to move on. Um, Crusher Talk Craveworthy of the Week goes to Baobab Fair, an East African food joint um, in the Midtown area, which was fantastic. Wow. I don't like plantains is something I've said many times, and now I don't say that because those plantains were really good. They were not overly sweet. They were kind of tangy. I had like a beef stew thing and Dr. Kane had a chicken thing. The consensus was that the beef was better and it's like sort of their classic like home style East African beef dish. Um, Really, really good and really loved it and got to enjoy that meal with some folks that are close to my family. So it was really nice to meet some Detroiters that are uh, linked at least, I guess I should say, linked to my family in some way. Because um, we don't have any family here. <laughs> so it was nice. It was really nice to go out there. And if you are in the Detroit area, definitely check out Bob Fair. Really, really good. Um, you could split a plate. Like I feel like I could have split my plate, but I don't know. It's not like a huge amount of food. It's not like a family style sharing situation. You are going to probably want your own plate, but... There are people at our table that we're sharing as well. I just feel like it's good to let people know that sometimes because I really hate going to a restaurant and being confused and not knowing if I should get, like, a bunch of plates for the table or, like, if splitting's an option. It stresses me out. Okay. Um, this week I also made a dairy-free Alfredo, chicken Alfredo, which was actually really good, and I will definitely add it and into the sub stack. Really, all you need to do something good dairy-free is – I mean, in general, is garlic, lemon juice, and nutritional yeast. I don't know what the hell nutritional yeast is, but it's magical. It adds this delicious umami funk to everything, and I forgot that I loved it. I actually brought my bottle from California of nutritional yeast, so I'm going to have to use it more. Um, but hey, last week was a lot of food talk. Okay, I got some feedback, a lot of food talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. I'm going to move on. Because um, I do... <laughs> I do want to talk about the Polish weird Polish pastries we've been eating, but you know what? That's for another time. Okay, Crusherverse headlines. Not much to actually say right now. Um, we have a fun collaboration coming up that we're working on. It's kind of like a ways out, but let me just say it is your favorite Haley Crusher Kane with a Detroit legend of Detroit. That's redundant. <laughs> um, a, a well-known Detroit act and. The Crushers coming together for one action-packed release. Yes, it will be a release of some sort, but we are in the very, 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 very early conceptual stages. I'm just excited about it because the more that I get integrated into this city, the more I just get jazzed because that's what we came to do, right? We came to integrate and to contribute to the city. Next up, Chair yoga is awesome. So I've been doing this yoga class, as you guys know. I've never done chair yoga. And there's this some, there's this thing that Dr. Kane always talks about that's really funny. It's called um, DDP yoga, which is founded by a wrestler. Not I can't remember which wrestler it is. But um, he does it on a chair. And I don't know. <laughs> there's something about it that just feels very, like, old people-y, like having to do yoga on a chair. Like, oh, I'm seated, but I'm stretching. okay there were like five younger, youngish girls in that class, including me. And we all were like afterwards raving about how it felt so relaxing and you get certain stretches better with the chair and Savasana, which is corpse. Is that corpse pose? Uh, yeah. The corpse pose even better when you're laying on your back with your legs up on the chair. Cause it, the chair takes away the pressure and it lo- allows your lower back to decompress. So if you haven't done chair yoga, you could do it at home. Google it. I just, I was like blown away by how good it was. Um, I will also link to the the DDP. I don't even know what that stands for, but it's like this really aggressive like wrestler dude who's like, we're going to do yoga on a chair and like, I don't know. I feel like I need to just link it and I'm going to move on. We're not babbling today. We're taking it quick. We're taking it succinctly. I am not trying to get stuck in a hole, you guys. I'm just here to tell you the facts. Okay, next fact. I had my first bagel, my first good real bagel in a year recently at New York Bagels in Ferndale, Michigan. Oh God, I nearly cried. I helped my friend move out of her classroom because she's changing careers, which turned into a whole thing because it was like raining cats and dogs and like the school's like two two levels, like a two-story thing. And it was a joy to help and it was really actually great experience. I'm glad I was able to be there, but I was like, damn, this bagel was perfect payment for this moving, this like moving transaction. You know, you always have to pay your friend and food if you want to have them help you move. That's, we all know this pizza, beer, whatever. This bagel was freshly made on the premises, lox, tomato, capers, onions, cream cheese, Oh my God, it was so good. And the cream cheese is such a treat for me. I don't really do it. So I was just like in heaven. I almost cried. It was so good. Um, what else? I, I was, hey, another food thing, but it is, it's is—it's a headline. It's a headline for me because I feel like it's attached to this other piece of news, which is even more exciting, but also somewhat depressing just to think about it. Because like, it's depressing to not have a real bagel for a year. Because I had a—I had a bagel in Indiana at a so-called Jewish deli. And let me just tell you, no just no. No, 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 no. It was barely even toasted. Um it's connected to this for me, you guys. I, we had our first sleeping in a bed in 1 year. Let that sink in. Yes, for literally a year, we've been sleeping on a good mattress on the floor, no box, box spring, no bed. For a lot of different reasons. First 5 months we were in a basement Then we came to the new house. The new house was really not finished. Everything is crazy. It's still crazy, but we didn't really have... You don't want to buy a bed until you know what the heck you're doing with measurements and all that stuff. And we were waiting for the right thing. Well, we found the most perfect vintage 1960s does the 30s bedroom set for a very, very, very good price out in the suburbs. Thank you, suburbs. Um, Dresser, um, a big mirrored, like another dresser thing. I don't know what they're called. Um, a beautiful side table that's has all my notebooks and all my things in it. Now I've, it's like chock full of my bedside things. And I can get into that on another episode. There are many things that I need to have an arm's reach from my bed. And that's like most women, I think. Um, I don't know how men do it. A lot of men just don't need the It's like, I need to slather. I need to put things on my lips. I need to moisturize. I need to face roll, roll my face with my little rose quartz face roll. There's a lot of things. I got a journal. I got two journals. It's a whole thing. Anyways, uh, that and then this beautiful bed. It all matches. Great price. This is our third night. This is maybe why I'm more jazzed today. I'm, like, a little more enthusiastic. Like, I've been sleeping and waking up in an elevated state, literally, like – I wake up and I look around and I'm like, I'm not on the ground. It psychologically is boosting my mood so much. Like who needs antidepressants? All you need to do is elevate your bed. Now, (laughs) the first night, our Chihuahua, Peanut, I just heard like a thud. And I woke up. I was like so scared that someone was going to murder us. And it was Peanut had fallen off the bed because she didn't remember that we had a bed. It was like the first night of the bed. So, of course, she's like in the middle of the night, just goes to go get some water. And she just fell out of the bed with a thud. That was a little scary, but um, we're going to have to make her a little chihuahua um, highway to get up there. And that'll be cute. So stay tuned for that because we're not really a band. We're just a a t-shirt company that makes music sometimes and talks a lot about small dogs. And I'm okay with that. Um, So yeah, first bed. First bed in a year. Very exciting. Um, Sparkle of the week goes to me. Let's give a round of applause to me. Just kidding. I have been complaining about the trash in our neighborhood for a very long time. On this podcast, I have actually mentioned my desire to pick up trash in my neighborhood. I have not done it until today. And let me tell you, I had some stuff happen right when I woke up this morning that took me completely out of like dysregulation in my body. I was stressed. I was anxious. I was, I I woke up, I journaled and I was okay. And then like this thing happened. I got this text message and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just. It, it sent me into this fight or flight mode. You know how it is. That's what stress is in your body. And I was like out of regulation, out of alignment, feeling like, oh, like not great. Okay. And then I thought, you know what? This is the perfect day to go pick up trash. Because if I've learned anything in my 35, almost 36 years of life, it is when you don't feel good, you need to do something for someone else and or just the greater community at large. So I was like putting, I'm like, I'm going to put on my gloves my little pink dish gloves and a a trash bag. And I went out and I just started picking up trash. And every piece of trash I picked up, I was feeling more and more human. I was also feeling connected to my community. I was feeling love and gratitude for my neighbors. I even went on my neighbor's lawns and picked up trash from their lawns, which I don't know if that's really kosher, but I was doing it anyways. And it really made me feel better. And it made me feel like, okay, I am doing something I said I was going to do. Also, I've complained about this a lot. And, like, I've talked about this before. there is a, There was a sex toy, like, literally a sex toy on our street, just, like, out in the open. Like, this is just one of random things that were, I suppose, flung from moving vehicles. Like, I don't even know how half this stuff even gets here. Um, it's been there a long time. And we were walking the dog the other day, and Dr. Kane goes... Oh, it's still there. And I was just like, in my mind, like I have not let it go that there's still a sex toy like on the street where children hang out and like dogs pee. And like, it just doesn't seem right to me. Like it doesn't seem right that our neighborhood is a trash can. And I started thinking about that more and more and just being like, okay, if I want to feel like this community is not a trash can, I need to be the one to pick up the trash And it's just so funny because, like, I intellectually knew that. I have known that. That's why I brought up the idea of doing this before. And yet it still took, like, oh, like, kind of, like, this this little bit of inspiration to go, oh, like, that actually is what needs to happen. Like, you need to actually have an action, not just think about something. So often I feel like I and others probably – think about the thing and you think it all the way through. And intellectually, you're like, oh, I can cross that off because I thought about it. And it's like, well, just because you thought about it doesn't mean you did it. If you walk by, for instance, there is a church on my block that does um, feeds people that are food insecure. And I've thought many times I should bring some stuff by if I have canned stuff, whatever, and I haven't done it. So thinking about a thing does not mean you did it, you guys. <laughs> Take it from me. It also feels a lot better when you actually go and do the thing because. Even though I barely scratched the surface of the amount of trash that's in our neighborhood, I mean, there is trash in Detroit, and that is not because the people – it's the people are at fault. It's because – well, yeah, partly the people, but there are not a lot of great city services here, and so the services have to be put on the shoulders of the locals, and that's okay, and I've had to slowly realize that I am the adult in the room. I'm not the kid. I'm the one that has to – I, it's my responsibility, safety, cleanliness, um, community outreach. All these things have to start with me. They don't come to me. They're not just inherent in moving to a place. So um, that is something I've been working towards. So I get the sparkle of the week this week, you guys, because I feel really good about just starting that. And I do feel like it's going to be a couple day a week, maybe every day. We'll see, um, or maybe once a week situation where I'm just out there get picking up trash because. I know that even if it's a drop in the ocean, one little act of kindness, one little act of being conscientious, it does matter. It really, really does because I know that coming from a different place and feeling like an outsider, anytime anything small, anything good has happened to us, it's been like this huge wave of gratitude and like very, very just appreciated. It's so appreciated. I know it is. I know everything matters. So, um that's where I'm at with the trash thing. It's exciting. Um, what else? Oh, I, I, I did include my last, my first, uh, Detroit Metro times article in the last sub stack is what I meant to say. Um, I do have a new story I'm just finishing up on and it's really, I don't know. I'm proud of it. I feel like I was able to really capture the vibe of this 130 year old hat shop in Detroit, which is the oldest hat shop in North America. And it was just so fun to, Feel like myself again and interview people and the puzzle. It's very much a puzzle when you're putting together the quotes for a story and thinking about the narrative. And there was a lot to sink my teeth into. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. It hasn't been published yet, but I did turn it in, and man, I forgot how much work it takes. Like you feel this responsibility as a journalist that is so heavy that you really want to do this the person or the business or the story or the situation justice. And for the amount you get paid versus how much work that is, it's laughable. But the people that really do love journalism just love journalism. And I am one of those people where I just love to learn about people. I'm curious. And I just I I don't know. I think it's great. I think I already feel like more just I don't know, I guess it's like a common theme of this episode. Like if you, you get what you give. You get what you give. And it feels really good to give. And so um I'm just really excited to like promote something that's not me. I love it. I love when I don't have to promote myself <laughs> as much as it seems like I like to believe me. I, I look at it like a job and it isn't always in alignment with how I feel as a person. It's more just like you have no choice. You have to market yourself as a band. You have to market who you are as a person and yourself. You can't really market like just the music. I mean, it's just not a thing. That's not a thing. I wish it was, but it's not. Um, what else? um quality thought of the week okay so i was on tiktok like so many people ugh. i used to never even know anything about tiktok and i wish that i still could say that but anyways though um there was a good uh little tiktok i scrolled by i don't even know who said it like so many of these <laughs> quality thoughts of the week it's like i don't even know who said it but it was resonated with me um I just thought this was like kind of cheesy, but kind of great. And it's haters are haters are people that hate anyone that ever reaches for success. So that's like the acronym haters. Haters hate anyone that reached for success. I think this is like really nice because it is a good reminder that um, if you are not getting haters, you're probably not reaching for success. And as much as we are actively attracting the good to us, and we should be attracting the good to us, and if we are taking action in our lives, we are inherently attracting what we are. We're also actively repelling what is not for us. And this is this concept that over the past maybe like two or three years, I've really honed in on where if I'm doing it right, I should be equally attracting what I am repe- and repelling. I'm attracting this one thing over here and I am actively repelling what is not for me over there. And by repelling, I don't mean that thing is bad. It's just not for me. And haters are not for you. Haters are not for you. They're not, you are not their cup of tea and they are not your tribe. Therefore you don't even want them in your purview. So it's fine. So I just feel like this really resonated with me. I just liked that as an acronym. Um, even though it's very cheesy. So that is your quality thought of the week. Um, I hope that you are getting lots of haters. I hope that you're having to block lots of people. I am quick with that block button. I will block you in 0.5 seconds. I will block you. Um, but that's only because not that I don't want to hear what you have to say. I mean, I will listen to what you have to say, but I am okay with the fact that I'm going to be for a certain set of people and I'm going to be not for a certain set of people. And I hope you can uh, maybe incorporate that into your week. And actually, when you do get someone who's kind of a hater on you, just look at them and be like, "Mm mm-hmm, I'm doing something right. Uh, So sparkle hard, friends, and I'll see you next week. All right, toodaloo.